Welcome to Empowered Thinking at Play, a podcast hosted by me, Kim Nelson, writer, meditation teacher, empowered mindset coach, and someone with a very curious mind. This is a new series of podcasts which brings together a panel of strong-minded women to talk about topics that are often misinterpreted, especially in relation to women. Topics that may be seen as taboo but shouldn't be, and topics which need to be discussed in order to feel more empowered. Yes, indeed, views, ideas and opinions will not be suppressed in this series called Uncensored Conversations. And so today's topic is redefining vulnerability. And for this podcast, I brought together four ladies who didn't know each other. We all met via Zoom. And that in itself actually is a vulnerable act, let alone talking about vulnerability in front of complete strangers. For me personally, vulnerability is not something I would have admitted to this year. Being vulnerable? No, that's weak, isn't it? But is it? Well, see what you think after listening to this podcast. Here are the ladies introducing themselves before I ask them the first loaded question. I'm Odney and I am a foraging chef from Iceland. Wow, that's so cool. Awesome. I'm Lila. I'm a virtual assistant business manager. I'm based in Birmingham, originally from Scotland. Lisa. I teach uh, photography and art and design, a little bit of maths in English in the UK in a very small town called Whitney. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stacey. I am a music artist, producer, and I also teach fitness around that in the woods. <laughs> hey! Hello, tree hugger! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, ladies, thank you for joining me on this podcast where we discuss vulnerability. And uh, none of you know each other, and we're meeting up on Zoom today to discuss the topic. That's quite a vulnerable situation, actually, to meet up with people you don't know. Um, So thank you for that. And um, I just want to ask you a question. This is the year of vulnerability, and I wondered, have you felt vulnerable, and if so... How have you got out of feeling vulnerable? Can I just say something? There's a kind of, um, in that question, it's, it's embedded and implied that almost this vulnerability is, and I know, I know you're not doing this because you wouldn't be bringing up this topic otherwise, that it's something, either not to be avoided, but something almost negative. Um, and I feel very much like, in fact, I was speaking to, am I allowed to say something that a man said in this podcast? I don't know, but I have, um, so I have this, uh, okay, I can tell you the vulnerable real version or the unvulnerable version of this. I'm going to tell you the vulnerable one. <laughs> okay, so a guy that I met very recently on a dating site who I've become really good friends with has become my, we've just become friends, nothing happened with us. He's sort of become my dating coach in a weird kind of like, organically, we've become really good friends. And he's one of the most... It, there was no sexual chemistry, but he's an amazingly emotionally intelligent white human being. So I get advice from him. And one thing, and I actually spoke to him about this before this podcast, because he always is, vulnerability is something that he talks about a lot, actually. And he sort of very much said, you know, vulnerability is a paradox. On the one hand, we feel um, afraid of the sort of criticism that 
exposing ourselves may invite but at the same time when we do it's very powerful so it can be a very powerful and positive force I mean I know in my own in my work if vulnerability is one of the most important boring vulnerability is one of the most powerful things and in some ways I feel like this year has been better for the for the vulnerability mm. that is personally invited like I've grown yeah. from that. we grow from mm. it massively mm. by exposing these difficult parts of ourselves from breaking down the ego mask um yeah so yes but I see it as a, a positive force on the whole exactly I feel the same mm-hmm. um I have I thought I knew myself <laughs> until this year <laughs> and vulnerability has shown me parts of myself I didn't, um, hadn't really discovered or explored. And um, I found more sort of extrovert qualities coming out in me, which I'm, I've always thought myself as quite introvert person. And then to have another side of myself, which is, I think is all down to vulnerability and me admitting that I'm vulnerable. I never would have done that before, especially being a single mom. You don't want to admit stuff like that. Um, so so that that's how I, you know, I wondered if people felt the same, that they've become stronger from their vulnerability this year or, or not. Not everyone has. Um, Stacey, you sound like you have become stronger this year through your vulnerability. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to pick up what you said about motherhood is fine, fascinating with SVB vulnerability because it's the one zone. Because, see, as a single mum who's been through a lot, like naturally in my songwriting, I've explored really difficult themes, but there's some stories I feel I can't tell the vulnerable stories of my experience, I can't tell because it affects my child people who in his world do you see what i mean i have many songs that i have never released because and it is part of that whole thing of like motherhood become making you slightly invisible in some way like quietening your your more vulnerable and authentic voice actually is it's an interesting thing i don't want to lay it heavy on my son (laughs) but but it's something i've kind of realized and i think all single mothers are, and fathers, I know parents are affected by this, this sense of we have, we kind of create this character of who we are for our children. Um, that's very un- invulnerable, actually. And maybe that's actually not very helpful in some ways. I don't know, uh, helpful in others. In some ways that gives us the mask we need to, that they need, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, agree. I mean, for me, um... In, in the lockdown here in the UK, it was the most worst ever thing for me because I'm quite sociable, I'm around lots of people. Um, and then I had to be like thrown into the online teaching world, which I didn't mind. I, I like online anyway. I've always done this kind of video stuff, always sang and, you know, all those kind of things. So for me, that wasn't the problem. It was just the, the loneliness, the isolation, because you're on a, your own, dealing with your... I've only got one. Um, you've got a couple, haven't you, Kim? Yeah. Um, and for me... I found that the loneliest time of my life <laughs> because I couldn't be sociable. And even those people that I thought would be sociable via Zoom or video or on Messenger, they weren't because they were like, oh shit, what is going on? Like, I, I don't know if I'm feeling vulnerable. So you don't want to talk about it. So you kind of like go in yourself and go, well, how am I going to handle this then? You know, so you don't, 
I don't know, the vulnerability of being that lone parent and being on your own and sitting there at night time on your own. Um, you try and make yourself busy and I love my art and, and I love to sing because I, I used to be in a band in London and all those kind of things. But then you go, I'm still sat here on my own. So that, that was massive vulnerability for me because I had to go out in the world with my daughter in tow to the shops at the time. We didn't even know what the pandemic was about. So for me, that was very a vulnerable time because I didn't know if it was going to affect me, my child, you know, and it was really difficult at times, really difficult. Yeah. So in this year of vulnerability, have anybody's friendships changed? Oh, God. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, coming from the point of, because I don't have children, and where my vulnerable vulnerability uh, kind of uh, kicked in in terms of feeling alone, was I noticed that because I don't have children, I've always been the one that will go and visit friends with children. I will free up my time to go to my friend's house with children. Hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, it was... I realized just, and not saying it was with all of them, but you're asking about friendships. And there was a couple of friendships. I realized that um, I felt even more vulnerable because that I wasn't coming to help with the children, coming to be part of that. I didn't get anything back. And that, that made me question me as well, you know? Um, so from a different angle, I know that the pandemic and vulnerability and being alone, I went through a couple of weeks, if not months, where I felt sort of really alone because I noticed that parents were homeschooling and you felt like you were always interrupting. They, they were, you know, and as a, a single person with no kids, a lot of work, but no kids, um, I, I stopped reaching out as, because I didn't, I, there was such a gray line. Where, where did it blur? You know, I was a late mum, so I had my I had Iris at thirty, coming up to thirty nine, um, and I'm, I was similar to you. I used to go to people's houses with kids and give them back, have them back, <laughs> and but I used to be involved with those kids' lives. And then when you sort of don't have that, you go, well, do I have a child? Do I? Do I want a child? And in the end, I did have a child, but it's kind of that one of those things where you go, well, it, it, it changes the whole perception of your life, doesn't it? In some ways, when you're totally isolated from not having that in your life so you know with with vulnerability we always think about sort of the weak part of vulnerability and how it makes us feel but there are other parts of vulnerability and I was reading a list actually so vulnerability is honesty truth nakedness emotions depth beauty connection the unknown welcomed fear change, growth, pain, and daring. So when you look at that, actually, vulnerability can be a beautiful thing. Obviously not in vulnerable situations, but sometimes when we're feeling vulnerable in all those different emotions that are coming up, there is, you know, a rawness, isn't there, really? I think the reason why we're scared of vulnerability is because it opens you up that there is no um when you feel vulnerable your persona strength of having a persona goes away so you're kind of left with that roar of yeah oh whoa my 
strength, you know, my, my pillar here of strength, my, my mask here, or, you know, I'm one that uses, I use body language and movement. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> exactly. And that sort of masks, um, how you go about it all. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's, um, I, I, I totally agree. It's not all bad. It's not all good. I just think the reason we don't talk about vulnerable and also actually why other people don't really want to hear when you're vulnerable <laughs> is because it means they might have to get vulnerable to genuinely help. Mm. So it's better to put a wall up and go, no, you're strong. You got this because then you don't have to dwell into and try and help because it means you have to open up. Mm. That's true. Okay. Yeah, the rawness. That's right, actually. When you talk about being vulnerable, I think a lot of people feel intimidated. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to get vulnerable as well. Or um, They're thinking about their own vulnerability in their own situation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when I was writing on it before we started talking, I was thinking about, like, like picking, picking the right people and the right places to be vulnerable. Or, you know, like, obviously, when you... To sh or to show your vulnerability like sometimes you can be vulnerable and it's almost like you're offering to let someone trample you know all over all over you yeah uh, and it's about you know obviously I mean I, yeah it's like weighing up that risk I guess of is this the, is this the time to be vulnerable and, or is it is it better just to keep things closer or giving things away so, like slowly? Although, you know, I was thinking about, I think when you were reading out those different words, Kim, connection is one that really like stood out for me because I feel like when you, like some of my, my best friends that have, have become friends because of like a vulnerability, they've like find out something about me or, you know, we've connected on, a on like a, a truly vulnerable level. Um, and they are my closest friends now, you know, for, for so long because we've got that, we know we've got each other's back. And when you were talking about friendships, I mean, I'm quite a, I'm not like the most involved in other people's lives. I drop it, you know, I pop in, see people once in, once in a while and, and during lockdown, it's definitely not been as easy to do that, but I haven't, it just feels like it shifted a little bit. And I know that when you know, like most of my friendships, when we, when we meet up, it's like, like normal again. And I feel like that's because we've got this really like deep connection there from vulnerability. And we know that we have each other's back, even if we're not always in each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think Lila, you've said something that's really, really fascinating is that sometimes with vulnerability, it's not the time to let go. You have to find the space to explore that vulnerability or if something comes at you a total curveball and you feel vulnerable but you know and i could imagine for stacy and for lisa in terms of in your teachings there will be yeah. times when a student or a situation mm. is a curveball yeah it is it's a lot of that going on now um with all my students mental health wise so yeah it is and then you have to sort of come down to their levels as a student and say I do understand you, you know, I, I am going through stuff like being isolated myself, because especially when they're only being taught online 50% of the time at the moment, there's that, that what we've got in front of us is a screen. There's no um, sort of like 
um, feeling or essence or anything that you get in a classroom. It's totally different. So they're not coping very well. So you're having to try and understand their mental health well-being um, as well as being their teacher. And, and again, that's a vulnerability because how much do I tell them? How much do I show that I understand where they're coming from or how I know the, how they feel from what I've been through in my past? And, you know, so it's very, there's a very fine, fine line between a teacher and a student, but you still want to say it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay. You know, I've been there and you will come through this, but you can't, you know, tell them too much because otherwise then that's giving you, uh, them your vulnerability. And then how long does that pressure cooker for all of us yeah. go <laughs> until then actually the vulnerability has become bigger than it maybe could have been. It could have just been, this is the, the raw feeling the you know, how what's hit me, but because mm -hmm. you couldn't act on it, mm -hmm. you put it in a, in a car parking. Yeah. I'll just, park that little lego car and then before you know it it's well, it's like any psychiatrist says it's like put it in a box put the lid down and when you're feeling okay open the box up okay. and most of the time everybody just leaves the lid down because they don't want to deal with it they just bypass it and yeah yeah no it's, it's interesting because vulnerability the reason it's called vulnerable isn't it is because it catches you off guard mm -hmm. whereas when something else happens you know you can put a lid on it but when you have become sensitive towards vulnerability that's it the lid's off you can't you can't put that lid on that that's kicked in it comes about and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you start overthinking because you feel vulnerable about talking about your vulnerability <laughs> so it's yeah. like a little bit of a picture a <laughs> yeah so do you think vulnerability allows us to have more meaningful conversations with people yeah i think so definitely because you're you you you've hit walls or you've been to that point of no return and and you have got back up somehow or you've changed your life around or like for me I, I went through a lot of obvious you know I'm quite transparent I've been through a domestic violent relationship that's why I'm not with my daughter's husband anymore and you go to the dark depths and you you know you lose loads of weight and there's police involved and courts involved and you, and you become that vulnerable but then you look at it now and you go actually I'm here now and I've done so well and I've done my teacher and doing my master's now. And, you know, that seems like a blip in the past, but you still carry that underlying fear of all these things that could also go bang. <laughs> my vulnerability is who do I trust again? You know, um, male or female. <laughs> um, do I let people come close to me? Um, there's old friendships like you, Kim, you know, we've always touched base in and out, you know, tiny little bits for our life, but we've never been close, close, but we know that we can trust each other for some reason or another in our past. There's an underlying trust that we can always reach out. Um, but, you know, I think for, I don't know, just, yeah, it, it's a hard, it's a hard game to play with your own mind and your own subconscious and, that, and that's where the vulnerability sits as well not just your heart and your gut it's it's all in here yeah true that is a good point vulnerability does sit it sits in the heart and the mind and we do put a lot of trust into our vulnerability actually and in a way we're pushed by our vulnerability to be open and honest which brings me on to this quote by the singer Alanis Morissette, who once said, I found that the more truthful and vulnerable I was, the more empowering it was for me. 
think that was look, her looking at her inner strength and going, actually, if I can get through this bit and talk about it and about it and shout it from the rooftops, then maybe that's going to help me and other people too. So that gives her the strength because she's actually saying, I was vulnerable and hey, look at me now and, you know, just shout it out there and, and see what comes back. And I think that's from what her lyrics say. That's how I resonate with it. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but that's, that's, uh, you know, I used to listen to it when I was a teenager. So <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I feel old now. <laughs> I'd agree, but I'd add also that I think the reason vulnerability as a songwriter is so important is that vulnerability invites connection. And ultimately what you're trying to do as a songwriter is connect to other humans and to be understood and heard and all these things and for them to feel heard and understood. So I think that's a big part of it. I think it's hugely empowering. It's something that is constant, like in the music industry, it's almost, it's, it's constantly um, fed to you, embrace your vulnerability. It's, it's, a, it's almost like a cliche now, like it's, it's very documented. Um, and people struggle with it. It's hard. It's hard to get past the ego mask and, and be vulnerable and open about it. It really is. Um, I think the place where it it comes up for me and I actually feel it like in a very visceral here and now way in my practice rather than it being more conceptual is when I first started gigging um, I remember someone said to me quite early on um, I, I used to really struggle with being vulnerable in front of other people or stage fright being on stage that kind of thing and someone said to me and I can't remember who it was <laughs> but somebody said to me um, whatever you're feeling in the moment, use it, use that emotion. And, and so, so I started to use vulnerability on stage as a tool. So whatever I was feeling, I'd almost like visualize that feeling inside my body and bring it outside my body sort of with like it with song. And I just found I connected to a much better part of my voice, a much more authentic part of my voice and that people could, audiences could connect to that. So it's a very visceral, real thing. I'm sure Lisa, you've experienced that as well. When you embrace your vulnerability in performance, it's it's a real power. Especially if you've written a song, then you know what it means, but the audience doesn't. And so when you're in that song and you're really powerful, whatever you're doing within that, you know, bridge or whatever it is, um, you're sort of like wanting to show people your emotion behind that song, but sometimes you do hold back as well because you don't want to show your vulnerability. So I totally get it. For me, I, in terms of using vulnerability, I had to, uh, do you know what's interesting because we talk about boxes and a lid, closed and I've had a Pandora box moment so when I was young um, I you know it's no it's no secret but I grew up in care and some of the the care homes they when you're a child they get you to be vulnerable so that they use your vulnerability against you and then you get punished for the vulnerability because that's how they control you and they control the kids and one of, uh, well, a few of them were within Christianity and your vulnerability is very much uh, in, in certain, uh, it was charismatic Christian and my heartbeat, even now, it's quite interesting. I'm like, whoa, coming out. And they'll get you to, to sort of open up and, and I, I believe in all religions, so this isn't honing in, I'm just saying from a, a unfortunately bad experience. But within this care, they, they got you to sort of ask to be prayed for. And then they would use it as like, this is what God needs to fix in you. 
you know, because it was something that you weren't a hundred percent. And I know I found the strength, the real strength and vulnerability is when I realized that vulnerability equals my inner voice and my inner peace mm -hmm. was that it didn't matter if I was vulnerable. And even if you used it against me, doesn't matter because I have my inner peace about it. Mm. So that's really fascinating coming from this. I, I, I think as I talk, I never, I never shut up. Um, so <laughs> that's really fascinating that through this talk, I'm realizing that vulnerability is definitely connecting with yourself. Because if you can face being vulnerable, if you own it, you own your ability, you can do something about it and become an even brightest. And then it doesn't even matter if people think it is vulnerable or not. Yeah, I agree. Definitely yeah, agree. I love that. Yeah, yeah. you hit it on the nail. Really vulnerability being an inner voice. I hadn't really thought yeah. of that before. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Nice. Is that your realisation just now? Yeah, I thank the ale, but... <laughs> No, uh, yeah, no, I just had it now because you, you were talking about on stage and using that vulnerability. And as you said that, I had, my lips went dry and it, I just was like, it took me back. It took me back to when you realise that you shouldn't show vulnerability because in some care homes, the, the stronger you are, the better off you are. You do not show vulnerability in a care because there are other kids that will use you. You know, there's an awful lot of psyche that goes on growing up in care. Um, but it isn't until thousands of pounds later in therapy and having good friends like Kim and Kelly um, that you realize that you, your vulnerability, the reason so off. OK, oh, could it be that people sometimes use your vulnerability against you because your vulnerability is your biggest strength? Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and the fact that you're admitting your vulnerability because most people want to keep that hidden. I do actually think it's interesting about the creative side of vulnerability. You know what you're saying about singing. I feel in my writing that I bring or try to bring my vulnerability into my writing. And I think... Um, also with creativity, I'm thinking Frida Kahlo, I mean, all her vulnerability was was out there, all in her paintings. I've even got students like that. So she's um, she's growing up in care. And um, it's, it's just an awful story. And I can't obviously divulge it because of confidentiality, but she self-harms. And so in a lot of her work, her, her artwork is absolutely amazing. Phenomenal. I mean, she could just be one of those artists that somebody paid £20,000 for, you know, for, for one of her images. And, that, and it really touches on that kind of self-harm kind of imagery. But it's um, delicate and it's um, that kind of vulnerable, childlike painting. And, you know, that vulnerability in coming from a, a student that's only 17 
and hasn't even seen the world yet, but she's already experienced that myriads of, of vulnerabilities and, and sadness and, and dark depths. And, you know, her parents gave up on her and, you know, all those kind of things. And, and I think that is, that is massive in any artist's work. I think that it, it comes out in, in something that they're, they're good at as well, which is her strength. Um, and I keep saying to her, this is your strength. This, if you can speak like this in your artwork, you don't even have to speak, you know, because people will see the artwork and go, oh my God, you know, because they can see what she's feeling when she paints. Wow. That's powerful. What she's also doing, which we talked about earlier, is she's pushing herself to yeah. be vulnerable, yeah. to be an artist. You yeah. know, just like all of us, we're all self-employed in one yeah. way or another. Yeah, totally. And that, uh, in itself, is vulnerable because mm -hmm. you're relying on your own confidence. Even when you have a down day, you have to pick yourself up and do that job. Yeah. Tough. And that is your, all, all of us in common, I've just figured out, is that we push ourselves to be vulnerable, but that's probably what makes us all good at what we do. Mm, definitely. Definitely. With my photography, that's hit the wall now <laughs> at the moment. Um, but I've had to reinvent things. So I'm going to re relaunch a new website and redo artwork and, and use my photography as a base for other artwork. And um, so I've just been reinventing myself. And again, like you said, it's now how do I do that? And do I want to be a photographer anymore when you come out of the pandemic? I don't think I do. I think I do want to be that art person that I'm the art teacher anyway. Um, so you're having to re sort of like, move everything around in your mind and your heart and everything else and go right what do I show now of me um and who can I be um is it going to be me or is it going to be that persona and before it was Lisa Lloyd photography the persona <laughs> but now it's like I want to be the artist show something about me the person um so you're right definitely yeah vulnerability does make you reinvent yourself mm. um Stacey how's it going with the the fitness so have you had to change? Yeah, that it's, so yeah, this year obviously has been financially vulnerable for a lot of us, but yeah, it definitely has been for me, um, but I'm getting through it. But uh, what's actually quite interesting is I think that it's almost the opposite of Lisa's experience of this year for me, in that when people usually come to me in a fitness context, it's vulnerable anyway. Fitness is just turning up at something in a place you've never been with a group of strangers. Like, and I, I teach a silent disco fitness class where you have to dance in front of dog walkers in the park. I mean, like, you know, not in the, in the woods. I mean, it's already vulnerable. And for some people too vulnerable. Like I've had people like come purely to challenge themselves and put themselves out of their comfort zone. And I've had, I've only had one, no, two people just be like this, I can't but it's a vulnerable space already and this year because everyone's vulnerable anyway the people who've become i've had to really i had to close down my classes for quite a while and I, they went on zoom for a while and now i'm back i only have i'm only doing i can only have five people at once at the moment so i'm only just doing one group a week so it's people who are already regulars and i'll build it back up again once things open up a bit more but because they already know that it's in their comfort zone they've already like crossed those hurdles um, and because we, the world is so vulnerable at the moment anyway, it's actually cathartic and safe feeling, which is really interesting because it's usually vulnerable. So I've clocked that, that it's people are just, oh, other humans, connection, nature, I need this, yeah? 
Whereas before it was, oh, the human. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I totally get that one. <laughs> so my, it's, I, I just think a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 I think you're just saying what it is, really. Yeah. It's just beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's just different. That's really interesting. Yeah. But then I don't have, I don't have, I'm working with adults, so it's different. And also, I'm not with them 24 7. I'm seeing each person once a week, maybe twice a week sometimes. It's maximum, at the moment, once a week. So. And it's their leisure time. So it is different. And I think sometimes I think a lot about vulnerability is about like perception and your, and your mindset, like how you view things. I wrote down, like, do you ever feel invulnerable? You know, like how often do you feel that? I know Stacey, you spoke about having an, like an invulnerable persona for your children. But like, maybe there's like moments of invulnerability where you feel like, well, no matter what happens, like, I can kick anything's butt, whatever comes my way, but for like, for moments, but not like for all the time. I think you do have moments. So you don't want to you don't want to show your child your vulnerability because I suppose you're, you're the strength of that child, especially being single mum as well. And you haven't got that other partner there. I mean, I don't, that's nothing to do with our life. He's been totally rejected from by the courts in our lives. But, um, I, I need to show her that there, there are times where sometimes I have been upset and she has seen me cry, but then that's putting the onus on her and um, the worry on her and um, why is her mummy upset? Because we spend so much time together. I don't want her to feel like mummy's upset or having to deal with it because that's not her on her. She's only six. <laughs> so you have to not show any vulnerability and you have to be that strong person you, until she goes to bed and then you can cry or talk to your friend or your mom or whatever it is to talk about anything that's happened in the day or how you're feeling because you're isolated because I live in a little village it's dark there's no street lamps out here <laughs> um it's great and don't get me wrong I I, I love it here but you, you know you, it is a drive away from anywhere and um you, you do get quite isolated so you, you are vulnerable when they go to bed because you are dealing with it either on your own or you've got to call your friend. And, and like Kim said, sometimes those friends didn't really want to listen that you were vulnerable. <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just a weird thing. Mm. Also, sometimes when do you create, not you, one, yeah. when does one create their own vulnerability mm. from uh, overlapping feeling vulnerable versus inappropriate guilt? yeah yeah totally totally so for an example uh today i am doing up a unit for my work so i'm releasing products and to with brexit happening there are just certain things you have to get into place and i had electricians coming a uh, single woman on my own uh, i've not always had the best experience so this time I've, I've learned to be a bit street wiser or trade wiser mm. and the tradesman came in and finished the job and it wasn't up to standard. So I called and up came uh, that the floor wasn't level and that's why the plugs weren't level. Mm -hmm. And this happened about 15 minutes before coming on this call oh, bless and you. I feel that 
I felt vulnerable because he was throwing at me words that I didn't understand. He was asking me questions in trade terms, um, you know, about um, levels and et cetera, et cetera. And I think because I was so aware of feeling vulnerable, I thought I'm just going to own it. And I, I said to him, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't cause an argument, but I know that if I'd not been so aware of my own vulnerability, I reckon the conversation could have gone very different. Mm. But I just stayed calm, turning my vulnerability into power and then going, well, could you explain to me, please? Yeah. Yeah. But that came from feeling guilty because I hate putting people out. Yeah. It's kind of like a confrontation really want but you know you're gonna to have to have it and then you're like well how much confrontation can I deal with though yes because then you feel vulnerable because you don't know yeah. how to react <laughs> yeah 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 I'm just thinking about moments when I felt vulnerable and I've not wanted to like been in a public situation and or, or someone's confronted me and I've just stayed quiet because I know that I would just kick off into it would turn into anger <laughs> Or some explosive emotion that I don't want to show. Yeah, it's funny the what vulnerability can do to you uh, sometimes. But I like the idea of sitting with vulnerability, and and um, I liked what Brené uh, Brown says about practicing gratitude. And mm. for me, that's really helped this year to practice gratitude. Uh, when you're feeling vulnerable has anyone done that yeah because you have to I think because when you are on your own I think you also got to look at all the good things <laughs> and look at all those things that you need to have gratitude like your mum's alive other people's people are losing people um I've got a nice home people have not even got a tv <laughs> you know what are they doing in those four walls when they're locked in you know so you have to have gratitude for everything that's surrounding you and how lucky you are and sometimes with your vulnerability you might feel down and stuff but then you have to go hey you know what what have you actually got and and you've got a, a healthy daughter and you know you've got a lovely little life away from potentially catching whatever it is out there um because you're not stuck in a high rise you know mm -hmm. um so you've got to have gratitude for things constantly now yeah yeah, definitely. So what do you think vulnerability says about a person when they do show it? It is a strength. I think if we can show, whether it's a male partner, a female partner or a friend or whatever, any kind of or potential person you want to be involved with vulnerability, I think it just shows you that you can actually be open and quite transparent because if you hide that vulnerability and it comes out later on and you've got to know personal or, or got to know a friend or you know or even your own true friends and you don't tell them things they're gonna go why didn't you tell me oh I can't trust you now because you didn't you couldn't be bothered to tell me you know so you have to I, I really think you have to show it to be fair uh, and show your, your weaknesses and, and, and gain it with the strength maybe and, and turn it into a strength I don't know I, I don't know what anybody else thinks but I think we we have to show it and I think that that is part of life. Yeah. I do think we have to be careful who we show it to, though. Yeah, totally. Um, and how much of our vulnerability we show to that person. Yeah, the person. There are certain levels, aren't there? Yeah, totally. 
Depends on the person you're talking to and who you spend time with. For sure. Well, I, I read something else about, um, about vulnerability and um, a definition that was a willingness to show emotion or to allow one's weaknesses to be seen or known, a willingness to risk being hurt or attacked. Um, and it made me think about um, my cat when he lies, you know, when cats, they lie on their stomach right and it's it's it is a show of vulnerability but also if you put your hand in there he's gonna he's gonna scratch you (laughs) (laughs) so so there's you know there's that there can be that that part of vulnerability as well where it is like you can let people you know let people into it but there's you you can also you know it will affect them i guess as well like you said and people maybe will push it away because they're like, oh, I can't deal, I with, deal it. with it. I can't deal with it. So maybe that's that, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's what it is, you know, like that. Yeah. But I think it's important to, I think it's, it's like, it comes back to connection again, I think. Mm. When we're talking about like in the songwriting or in art or in the relationships, like allowing people to see when we're hurt. I mean, one of the things that you, if you allow people to see when you're hurt or something that's hurting you, it helps them understand you better. It helps them know you know, if they are the one that hurt you, mm. you but can also tell they, them. But what Kim was saying is that they could use it as a weapon as well. Absolutely. But you do have to be careful how much Definitely. you show a person sometimes, um, depending on how much you know them, maybe, or how much you trust them, or how long you've known them, they could use that against you and throw it back in your face and go, have that. And so I've experienced that, and it's just like, really really <laughs> you know so I think yeah I think Kim was right like how much do you show them and, and and but it the unfortunate thing is is you you don't know how much you can show that person until you really get to know them and delve into who they are as well and even sometimes that catches you out so yeah I mean that's part of it isn't it that's the that's the risk that's the that's the that's the real vulnerability of it yeah you know as well that you yeah. put yourself there you put it there and you say this is this is the truth of it mm. Mm. what what are you going to do yeah and, do it, and it also depends on how much they want to deal with it as well of course so. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i feel like that's the, the core really of it of that. i guess we also rely on our intuition as well mm. our intuition has to be quite strong because they're kind of working you know with each other don't they vulnerability yeah. and intuition yeah hmm all right, one last thing because there might be some men listening. Do we like vulnerability in a man? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's important. What does it say about them when they show it? That they can be real, and they ha- and they're not constantly having this persona of they're they're there, the man, and um, they're the provider, and that you know. And they're Tarzan and you don't, you know, it's kind of showing that they can literally cry or be vulnerable in one way or another, that they actually would need you to understand them as well. Because then then you've got that two-way street. And if it, it isn't a two-way street, sometimes it just doesn't work, does it? So I think vulnerability is a massive thing to show a woman or, or a man, to be fair. So. And it's brave as well. I mean, like yeah. in men or women, it's an attractive trait because especially putting yourself in vulnerable situations i mean yes we take calculated risks some might be daft but you know some vulnerable situations if we didn't have the bravery to go off land we don't know we don't know what's going to happen and things then we don't open ourselves to new experiences and we don't grow so 
it's yeah, so brave it's a massive thing. Yeah, it's brave. I think I'd find it hard to be with a man who, who wasn't able to be at least a little bit vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely has to do with brave and courage, isn't it? So there's mm-hmm. a bit of brave in you as well as the courage in the person to show that to you as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we all said yes. <laughs> show vulnerability. Yeah. It is more acceptable, isn't it, for women to show vulnerability than it, than it is for men societally, I think. And it's difficult for I think it's just a sort of we've been brought up in, in a social past is that the man has to show that kind of, you know, I'm the person who provides and um and I can't be vulnerable. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that in this day and age it doesn't work like that anymore. Lisa makes a very good point there. Vulnerability is something that we need to keep bringing out into the open, having open discussions and redefining what vulnerability is because it's not something that makes us weak. It makes us stronger, but we can't dumb it down, which is what we often do. We numb that emotion. It's something to be explored because on the other side of that feeling, is our strength and a whole load of other things we can explore in ourselves it can be quite a revelation and you can find out about my own journey of vulnerability which i'm still exploring on my website which is mindful thinking at play and we've got more topics coming up we'll be discussing anger and we'll be discussing speaking out, especially for women. Until next time. <laughs>